Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the December month of the year 2021 in the middle of the eclipse seasons and the last eclipse that will happen for this Gregorian year of 2021. First, I will give where the heavenly bodies are for those of you who like to know before I start to go off on tangents. I feel called to share where the heavenly bodies are in my private podcast of course all the time but in the public podcast as well i know a lot of people are struggling with finding out where the heavenly bodies are because one of the main websites does have a server issue at the moment so i invite you and as a present from myself and my community the sky astrology almanac calendar community we will celebrate the end of this year (laughs) by sharing where the heavenly bodies are every day up until the 25th of december along with that i have something that i like to share and it's part of the journey that i made this year in becoming uh, more concerned about our children, like many of us who learned about a lot of things that we didn't really know about during the 2020 year where we were at home and we were discovering things about child abuse and human trafficking and realize how much of a serious situation it is. I find that my true calling is to focus on the children and to show them love and to help heal the karma of children before them. I myself have a personal situation like that. So before I expand on that, I'm just going to tell you where the heavenly bodies are. And the moon will be at the position that it was when we had the last new moon. We call it new earth in sky astrology, just to give some attention to our earth. That happened on the 4th of November. The sun and the moon were together uh, at the same degree at 4 degrees of Libra. 
And here we are at the next cycle on the 4th of December where the sun and the moon will both be at four degrees of focus and will be a solar eclipse. But what is important in my humble opinion is to honor this journey and I'm sure it's been somewhat of a journey. We had a lot of different energies in at the beginning of November, because <laughs> it seems like ages, than we do now. So to honor that period, we like to know when the moon has returned there and also know what the other heavenly bodies are doing at that time as well. So, of course, it will be on the 2nd of December at 8 a.m. GMT time and just at midnight PST time on the 2nd, yes, that the moon will be at 4 degrees of Libra. Mars is currently at 14 degrees of Libra. We have our south node at 0 degrees of Scorpio and the sun is at 2 degrees of a focus aligning with Antares. We have Mercury that has moved ahead of the sun, which it has just done because of the time it's spent going in the vision of not proceeding because of course retrograde is an illusion but what we could see that it wasn't going forward and so it takes time to catch up to the sun because its normal placement is ahead of the sun so that's important because information is coming out you can see that information is coming out and thank you mercury for leading the way at four degrees of a focus venus is also in a very powerful position this is always a powerful time of the month the part of the sky where all these heavenly bodies are that are in the daytime so you cannot maybe see the milkiness of this part of the sky is in the constellations of Scorpio, Ophucus, and Sagittarius surrounding the galactic center. We call it the galaxy shade. Then we have the Venus that is moving away from that galaxy shade. But I like to remind everyone, it's a slow process. You don't want her to just, you know, release her experience, the intensity of going through the part where Euphucus and Scorpio are integrating in that space and where we had where she was actually at two degrees of Sagittarius which was at the galactic center on the last cycle and now she's out of that cycle but she of course has still that energy energy never dies it just changes and it needs time to change so in that change in that shift she's coming towards Pluto the planet of 
transformation. No other way to say it. Really, I tried to look at the positive energies because we, there's not, I, in my humble opinion, there's not enough of that. <laughs> okay. And Pluto has, was actually just beginning to go direct at the last cycle. And now it's at 28 degrees. And when Venus later on this month will station, she will station with Pluto at it's at 29 degrees, which is an 11, which is really important. And Sky Astrology makes note of the numerology because um, the sky, the universe is mathematical. It is mathematical and also frequencies and the metaphysical world <laughs> has a way of sending clues to us. To us. Next, I want to tell you where Saturn is. Saturn is at 9 degrees of Capricorn. Jupiter is at 25 degrees of Capricornius. And Neptune is still standing still at 22 degrees of Aquarius. We have Chiron at 16 degrees of Pisces and Cetus. We have Uranus at 12 degrees of Aries and Cetus. This is a part of the sky that is Aries and Cetus. We have a special name for it in sky astrology. And the north node is moving towards the Pallades star system. It is currently at eight degrees, soon to be at seven degrees of Taurus. And the series that I've been sharing with people is at 10 degrees of Taurus. What is also impactful is we having this time where all the heavenly bodies are more or less on one side of the sky. <laughs> And that brings, of course, in my humble opinion, a bit of an imbalance. So, well, you know, you can't make it up. Things are intense now. Just like call it what it is, right? And so you will see that actually mathematically happening. And you'll see it, of course, if you look up and use the sky location app. So that's where the heavenly bodies are for people who just going to go, oh, I know where they are. I can check my sky and see if I've got some alignments there. Now, I want to expand a bit on what I'm offering for this month and the journey that I've had this year. Waking up to my karma, past karma, and understanding that the children of past lives are still, you could say, that energy is still suffering. And having 
this time in 2020 to hold space for that has been extremely impactful for so many people, I'm sure. And we use now the social media to express our views. That's why there is so much control in this space. Now, I'm going to choose my words wisely because, of course, there is um, censorship. But everybody knows what what is. And if you want to be inside of the uh, community and get the calendar for this month, feel free to look at the link or at the website. It will show you where you can join. Okay, then we also want to look a little bit forward to the solar eclipse that is basically two days away. And we can see that everything I have to say is coming to a head. We have these public trials coming on, which deals with children. And we have invulnerable people. We have the issue of um, gene therapy being suggested for young children. And I had an epiphany today that really kind of shook me and solidified my decision to go forth with what I'm thinking. And that was in my development of a advent calendar, <laughs> I wanted to share with everyone a metaphysical Christmas because you know I'm a little bit bah humbug and I've done that my children are grown and I know as a parent you have to do Christmas if you know if there's no other reason for you to do it um, just because of everybody's doing it doing it doing it right <laughs> so I, I sympathize with that as well at the same time I think it's really important for us to explore and research like we do for everything else about this time of the year. And this time of the year for astronomers is also a dilemma and they've been researching and it doesn't seem that anybody has a conclusion. And the question is which star were the magi following and it's just so interesting how the information that a lot of us know isn't really conclusive so you would probably or i had heard the three wise men but actually they were called magi m-a-g-i short for magicians they were known as astronomers and astrologers and scientists and these men 
we're looking to the sky. This is what we know. I like to say less than more because what I say is that is, is what I can decipher from so many stories that we know this is the common denominator. It's true. There's a story. We don't know exactly what it is, but we know that somebody was looking to the sky and they were following a star. And everything at that time is called star, right? And that's why astrology and astronomy is called what it is because astro means star. And there were wandering stars, which were the planets that moved and the other stars. And even sometimes comets were considered that. And so what I didn't really know exactly, I'd heard of it. And actually, I think maybe even one of those, yeah, one of those biblical stories that you see during the Christmas time showed how the king at the time had heard that there was going to be a child of God born. And so he gave the, um, the order to kill all the children that were of a certain age. And I, when I read that again, because I kind of knew it before, oh, I felt, wait a second, is it something that's repeating itself now? Okay, of course, kill is a hard word. But the fact is, in so many instances where we are living in today, it is our children who are being vulnerable, who are being, right, put in danger. There's no other way to say it. And so as mothers, as carers, as adults, I feel it is our responsibility to protect them because they can't protect themselves it's very simple and so knowing that story I was thinking how can I share more how can I make a difference really even when I think about the fact that it is a difficult transition for adults to be in interested or you know open to anything outside of Western or Vedic astrology and it's about I believe in my humble opinion it's just what we learned when we were vulnerable when we were little we learned these things yeah unconsciously and we are vulnerable as children and we are innocent and that's where we are sponges we can absorb we absorb a lot of information and my generation and maybe a couple of generations younger than myself because I'm you know not so young 
absorbed a lot of information that we're finding now wasn't 100% true. So how does one wake up to that? The struggle is real. It's not easy. You might say, oh, even myself, I might say, oh, I know that's wrong. I know that's right. But still, the programming goes so deep that it doesn't happen from one day to the next that you're going to change. It takes time. All this takes time. And of course, respecting people's time is important. On the other hand, to be honest, I feel like we're kind of running out of time. But that's silly. We shouldn't maybe feel that. But when I see, because I've always been empathic, overly empathic, and knowing and having uh, people that I talk to in Australia that have been impacted by what's going on there, I sincerely feel uh, for them. And I have also um, people who I'm close to who are homeschooling and I have clients who are homeschooling and that is a struggle as well and of course it's easy to take a little respite put them in front of the TV but to be honest could TV be one of the factors of the sponge effect the programming so with all that coming online for myself, I decided to do a metaphysical Advent calendar. And Advent means actually in Latin, arrival, waiting the arrival of the star of the birth. And so these 25 days, I want to share some information also that is digestible for children because the children are our future and if sky astrology can invite them to look up and to learn their constellations and just to begin at a very young age to look up more than looking down or at the square box or rectangular that is going to make a difference for the next generation and what better way to start than to celebrate the coming the mindfulness that there is a Christ consciousness there is something divine and sacred that has been viewed and appreciated and been put energy towards because that's where the energy happens when you put you focus things you focus your energy towards something so December is the month where we have a lot of energy that we focus on this Christmas time and Funnily enough, it's become extremely material, it's become extremely physical presence and things and seeing people, which is fine, but I believe in a balance. And that's why I'm offering them a metaphysical perspective where we imagine, we wonder about 
which star it could have been. Or we wonder about which star that is or was shining when we were born or that children start to go beyond wonder, which is metaphysical, to go beyond the physical and know about maybe a special star that was at the top of the sky when they were born. Everyone has a star. And I've been doing this as a gift for people for quite some time, making little videos, making skies, natal skies. And it's been very rewarding. And so I invite you to take a look, to explore a metaphysical view of the days heading up to Christmas. And if you feel called, then also uh, have a look at, I think I've got a video, I'll have it on my Instagram, and I should be able to have it someplace in the, on the website, on the dashboard. The thing is, on Instagram, the image will have three stars, and each star actually is a link to some research and background information that I have and that link you of course will only be able to access within the dashboard but like I said I'm opening that up for a gift in this holiday season of giving I appreciate so many of you who are curious about sky astrology. I appreciate all of you who now have accepted the um, concept of sky astrology and who look up and who are active souls of the community. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say. I didn't plan to be on so long. I wish you and yours everything. Remember that, yes, it might sound kitschy, but when we keep a vibration of unconditional love in Christ consciousness, in our humanity and care for other men, our mindfulness, it's okay to be empathic. It's okay to cry. There's reasons to cry. Our humanity is priceless. And when we give attention to it, we are hydrating it. Speaking of hydrate, I have to say that I believe it's the last day where Wakewater Co. is giving $22 to each machine Kanga machine that is sold to children who have suffered from human trafficking. Everybody can do just a little bit because 
the energy that we give helps us to be mindful of what's happening all around the world, even though it might not be happening right in front of us. And that creates a thread, a connection to all earthlings. Thank you for listening. So much love and gratitude from me. Take care of yourselves. Cheerio! By the way, it's the 400th and 2nd episode of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. <laughs>